the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Good evening. This is my best attempt at giving you legit news, but then again, I got to get my own little spin on it. After months of haggling with China's government over spying and censorship, the world's largest search engine is going to reportedly quit the planet's largest internet market. It can quit them. When it licenses to do business expires March 31st, Fox News Radio's Bill Marcus has more from Shanghai. If as predicted, Google exits China, it'll be, as University of Pennsylvania professor Jacques Delisle says, a collision course of values. Those values of free information flows, which I think most Americans care about and a lot of Chinese increasingly care about. For China, it's the value of nationalism and the muscle flexing that comes with it. The Chinese have pressed very hard on the idea that if you're going to do business here, you have to play by our rules. That means censorship, of which Google will have no part. Experts say China's image as a place to do business will suffer. In Shanghai, Bill Marcus, Fox News Radio. Great Google and Moogle. Google's down 20 bucks right now, down 3.4% on this news. Buying opportunity, not selling situation. Long term, Google doesn't need China. China needs Google. This will get resolved. It'll take days, weeks, months, years, whatever, but it'll get resolved. And great Google and Moogle. Rarely do you get an opportunity to buy. You buy good companies. When you can, it's trading at 17 times earnings next year, and uh, I got some stories later for you about Google searches on 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 the phones and how it's increasing. I'm sorry. Um, maybe Baidu's the play that you want to like take advantage of that, but great Google and Moogle to down 20 bucks in one day. Now the United States government's counting on you to make ultimately the census a success, and the head count starts today. Fox Radio's Chris Barnes reports from Washington. Starting today, Americans will find this year's census questionnaires in their mail. Bureau spokesman Stephen Buckner says it's one of the shortest census forms ever, with just 10 questions to answer. It's one of those shortest forms. It shouldn't take too long to do, about 10 minutes on average for the household. You should then mail it back in its postage-paid envelope so that the Bureau has it by census day on April 1st. Dear God, people, take the form, fill it out, and mail it back. It costs our government... 42 cents a household to conduct this count of all the people that we do every 10 years when people mail back their forms. But if you don't mail it back and they actually have to send someone to your door to figure out how many people live there that are white, that are Caucasian, that are, you know, Asian, that are what male, female. If they have to come to your house, it's $57. That's my money. That's my tax money. That's the money the IRS is taking from me. Fill out the form, please. That's all I got for you on that story. I know you're saying, good stuff, Rob. Are you drunk when you read the news? Sometimes I think I might be. Now, today, an Internet staple is celebrating a huge birthday. Fox News Radio's Kristen McNary reports. If you do business without it, you may even have one yourself. 
25 years ago today, the first dot-com was registered by Cambridge, Massachusetts-based computer company Symbolics. The business has since gone under, but Symbolics.com lives on, bought last year by an investment company. And in the quarter century since their groundbreaking Internet Act, we've seen more than 80 million dot-com domains take residence, including gems like FoxNewsTalk.com. Kirsten McNary, Fox News Radio. Or websites like robblack.com. I can't have them have the final word on what's cool on the web. Um, I'm looking at a list of, like, my favorite sites. And it just goes again to show you that this is embedded in our head now. Like briefing.com and bankstocks.com and Financial Times, which is a London newspaper, ft.com. Like, what the hell is a London newspaper got a .com for? Like, that's how you do business in this day and age. Savingforcollege.com, bankrate.com. Like, it's, it's, it's synonymous. And it's only 25 years old. So if you're 26 years old, you could remember the days before dot-coms. You could say that. And you'll be able to tell your kids that. It's funny, right? Do you remember when we were growing up, we were like, your parents would always come to us and say, I remember a day when we had to walk to school in the snow with no shoes and socks. Our feet would fall off. Like, do you remember that? And then we have school buses. Like, our kids might be taking jetpacks, or we'll be saying, I remember a day when we didn't have mobile phones. We had to wait till Sunday to call mom, because that's our grandma, because that's when the, the rates were the cheapest. I don't know. For me, I, for some reason, I just, I think that dot-com store is kind of cool. 25 years old, happy birthday, dot-com. And after a career that spanned decades, we finally get the third celebrity death. Last week, we got Corey Haim and Merlin Olson. They always happen in threes. Today, Peter Graves is that third. He was likely best known for his role as Jim Phelps, the leader of the special agents on the long-running CBS TV series Mission Impossible, and on the big screen for his role of the bumbling airline pilot in Airplane. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Peter Graves died Sunday at his Los Angeles home from an apparent heart attack after having brunch with his family. He was 83 and just a few weeks shy of his 84th birthday. Brett Larson, Fox News Radio. Beware of brunch during the March of Ides. I think brunch took down Peter Graves. I I like the Peter Graves story because his career spanned decades. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Hold on. We we never cue that. We got to cue that. I like the Peter Graves story because when I was growing up, I'd watch Mission Impossible on reruns. I didn't watch them actually live. I like the fact that he had a career that lasted decades. His publicist, he died after returning home from brunch. He played a bumbling pilot. This is the 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 the, the, the sh- this was the funniest movie I remember seeing. Came out in 1980 for the longest time until Caddyshack came out. It had to be the funniest. And here's like a male memory. There was a second in the movie, maybe less than one second, where the plane's getting ready to go down, and they make a comedy out of it because the 1970s had all these disaster films, The Towering Inferno, um, the, the Concord Crash, and they had all these disaster films. So we started changing our media to kind of like laugh at ourselves. Disaster movie spoof, airplane. This is one of the best clips of all time. And in this movie, it featured a naked woman for maybe one-fifteenth of a second. And every male who's between the age of 35 and 45 remembers that exact moment, and you go, and then it was over. And it was like today, like you'll see Demi Moore walking on screen for 19 minutes nude. Then it was less than one second. So anyway, favorite airplane clip right here. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? 
You like gladiator films? I mean, like every male knows that 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 movie. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. So Peter Graves, rest in peace. And again, I guess it's the secondary or tertiary um, celebrities who went down: Merlin Olson, Corey Haim, and now Peter Graves. To get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Remember, fill out that census form and get it back. Coming up at twenty five past this hour, caller ninety one will win Doobie Brother tickets. Chicago tickets, Sleep Train Pavilion, Concord, June 18th. They're both appearing together, but you're going to be caller number 91 coming up, not right now, in 15 minutes. So have your dialing fingers already. Tickets go on sale March 19th. It's Rob Black Show. To get your calls on the air before then, it's 800-345-5639 and 910-AM. More stimulating talk. It's the Doobie Brothers ticket giveaway coming up in about 10 minutes. Doobie Brothers, Chicago, Sleep Train Pavilion. You have to be 91st caller. I'm not going to give out the number yet, but I will cue you when it is the right time. It's 1125. It's coming up in about 10 minutes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. We're going to be giving away tickets all week. And these tickets have high monetary value. So you get something good for supporting me and the show. Now, Dr. Pepper, do you remember? Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the 70s real quick. Um, Chevy Chase, Three Mile Island, Saturday Night Live, Coke, no Pepsi, Coke, no Pepsi. And they did the Pepsi meltdown, which was a play on the, you know, the Three Mile Island meltdown. And it, it shows you Coke, no Pepsi. And then Michael Jackson, which I saw the documentary, this is it. Pretty good documentary, pretty compelling to watch. You almost need two days to watch it because you get kind of tired of seeing the same thing. But you got to see this control freak who was very, very soft. And it was almost humorous. Numerous times during this this process of rehearsals, he'd go, oh, it's okay. It's a rehearsal. You're allowed to mess up. And he was very generous. When people would mess up in the rehearsal, he wouldn't freak out and, and lose his stuff on them. Oh, it's okay. It's a rehearsal. It's very, very sweet to see. Um, so this is it. Worth renting. Not worth buying, but worth renting. Um, now, anyway, going back to Pepsi, Michael Jackson, new generation, his hair catches on fire. He was never the same after that. Do you remember Dr. Pepper Snapple? The Dr. Pepper commercials? I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper. Pretty catchy, right? Commercials in the 70s and 80s were rocking. They were pretty catchy. So Dr. Pepper, and, you know, they couldn't compete with Coke, and they couldn't compete with Pepsi. So they said, be part of an original crowd. Now, in a snap decision about what doctor to choose, Dr. Pepper... And distributed Dr. Pepper Soda and Snapple, they work together. They serve Canada, Mexico. So Snapple's part of Dr. Pepper. It's now called Dr. Pepper Snapple. Dr. Pepper Snapple. DPS. DPS. Um, the company was formerly known as Cadbury Schweppes, but who the hell knows Cadbury Schweppes? 
And they offer a large portfolio of non-alcoholic beverages, carbonated soft drinks, non-carbonated soft drinks. They've got, for instance, A&W Root Beer. They've got Country Time Lemonade. Country Time Lemonade. Another catchy jingle. Tastes like that good old-fashioned lemonade. Hawaiian Punch. Hawaiian Punch. That freak scared me. He would come in and, like, knock down walls. Like, I was so afraid of that Hawaiian Punch character as a kid. Anyway, Mott's, Schweppes. um, You get what they are, right? So you get Dr. Pepper, you get Pepsi, Pepsi's Gatorade, Pepsi's Orange Juice, you get Coke, Dasani Water. You understand that these companies have more than just their name. Now, Barron's did a nice piece on Dr. Pepper and said it's got some large, unappreciated opportunities for expansion. As the market awakens to potential, the stock has 25% upside, maybe to $40 a share. The Pepper brand is a must-have soda for investors. I don't know about that. Like... I would rather die than drink a Dr. Pepper. If I go into a restaurant and they say, all we got is Dr. Pepper, I'd be like, ah, feed me fire ants. Feed me anything other than Dr. Pepper. And the company's broad portfolio of number one and number two share brands in non-cola and juices put it in a sweet spot. Sweet. Get it? Get it? So anyway, they got cherry Dr. Pepper. They got some other Dr. Pepper products. Crap, 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 crap. Barron says, take a look at it. But what Barron's really says is, compare them to Pepsi and Coke. And if one has a PE of 30, and one has a PE of 20, and one has a PE of 10, one's cheaper. If one has gross margins of 10%, one has gross margins of 8%, one has gross margins of 6%, the 10%'s better. So learn to compare. That's the biggest secret I could teach you on how to, how to succeed and win on Wall Street. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Bill in San Leandro. Hey, Rob. Hey, Bill. Um, wonder if you can take a look at uh, Boston Scientific. They had some news. They announced some kind of a recall or something. Tell me what you think here. I was going to do a story on Boston Scientific in the second uh, to last segment of the show, uh, i.e. the 30 to 40 segment. Uh, Boston okay. Scientific is in business news, and I'll, I'll gladly talk about them for you because, hey, you ask, I deliver. Um, Boston Scientific, ultimately for people like me who are a little bit puffy and who are starting to age— You know, I'm closer to 50 than I am to 20. Um, Boston Scientific today said that they're suspending the sales of implantable defibrillators. That's not good. Um, I've had enough buttered popcorn. I've had enough butter in my life that my heart's going to blow up at some point. Love that movie theater popcorn. So today they're in the news and they're getting, how shall we say, shellacked. Um, Down 13%. It's a $6 stock. Now, a year ago, the stock went from $7 to $11. Now it's gone from $11 to $7. That ain't so good. Ticker symbol on Boston Scientific for those who are playing at home, BSX. Five years ago, it was a $30 stock. Now it's a $6 stock. Um, six years ago, it was a $45 stock. So all I'm telling you is its best days are behind. They make minimally invasive items. It makes medical supplies used in minimally invasive surgeries that help diagnose and treat a variety of issues, medical fields, cardiology, gynecology, and urology. What's your favorite ology? Cardiology, gynecology, or urology? I'm going to go for urology because who doesn't love a good endoscope? Um, they got 13,000 products, heart failure and arrhythmia, cardiac uh, products as well. So basically, they're made in 25 factories. This is a big company. they got some urethral slings. What's the urethral sling? I don't even want to know what a urethral sling is. That doesn't sound good. They make some needles and some forceps and some biopsy and paint. So they're a medical device company. 
I would say they could always get acquired. That's an important thing to say because they got a lot of product and they're in a lot of factories and they're in a lot of part of the world. They're number 421 on the financial global 500. They're number 320 in the fortune 500. And yet they're a teeny tiny little $6 stock. So today the big news is that they're suspending all sales of implantable heart defibrillators after they failed to notify regulators of changes in how it's manufacturing the devices. So for instance, if there's like a little red reset button on your heart, they put a little uh, defibrillator in your heart and you forget the red reset button. They forgot to tell people. Now, they said they voluntarily stopped the shipment. They're retrieving the inventory of all of the implantable cardioverter defibrillators and cardiac resynchronization defibrillators. Like sometimes with pacemakers, they need to be restarted. That's kind of what this does. Now, they said they found two instances which have not been validated, but they've not submitted manufacturing process changes for approval with the FDA. And the company said they've got no indication that manufacturing changes pose any risk to product safety. So this could be something that goes away tomorrow. It could be a buying opportunity. Let me see a real quick valuation on this puppy. Today, they're they're getting slacked. Next year, they're trading at 12 PE. I'm not against this as an idea. Let's see if there's any analysts coming out and protecting them. They're really not. Um... Stunning regulatory blunder. More risk ahead. Hard to call a bottom is what analysts are trying to say. I'd give it another day or two and see what more, what, what, usually when there's bad news, it seeps out in a day or two. This is some bad headline news, Bill. I'd give it another day, another day on shares of BSX Boston Scientific. Sweet. It's time again for the Rob Black Doobie Brother ticket giveaway. At 10.25 and 11.25. And hey, look at the clock. It's 11.25, Monday through Friday, all this week. Caller 91. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It takes a good two to three minutes to cycle through all the calls. Pair of tickets to the Doobie Brothers Chicago Sleep Train Pavilion in Concord, June 18th. Tickets go on sale March 19th. So you can win them before you can buy them. It's the Rob Black Show, 800 345 5639. So we're in the process of giving away the Rob Black Doobie Brother giveaway tickets. It's kind of funny. We're going to be doing it all week at 1025 and 1125 past the hour. Make an appointment to listen and to call in at that time. 800-345-5639. What's fun is uh, Allison, our intern, I was was, was begging her to call people losers. Like, loser, you're number one. Loser, you're number two. Loser, you're number three. Uh, So that the winner truly feels like they've won something because these are pretty good tickets. Good tickets. Good uh, monetary value. Do be Brothers, Chicago Sleep Train Pavilion, Concord, June 18th. We're going to be lining up the winner to talk to in just a momento. Now, speaking of losers, and I call it like I see it sometimes, Roger sends in an email and he says, what do you think about UNG under eight? I mean, eventually natural gas has to move up like gold a few years ago, selling for 300. Now look at it. It's crazy. We'd love to hear your opinion. First and most, speak English. Gold and natural gas ain't the same damn thing. You know that. Now, natural gas and oil ain't the same damn thing. So you also know that. A lot of people are hyping gold. They have it a must-have investment. 
They promote regularly saying that gold's profitable investment that hedges against inflation while protecting against the declining dollar. Sounds great. Too bad, though, the hype is wrong. The truth is that gold is a speculative investment on whose returns are no guarantees. Last time we encountered a gold rush was in the 1970s. That's not good. At that time, inflation was rampant. The government had bailed out Chrysler, $1.5 billion in the 80s. Uh, investors were floating, you know, uh, and heading towards gold. You know, the media egged them on, pushing up the price all the way up to a record $850 an ounce. Now, I remind you, any behavior that you've been seeing recently, of course it does. Gold has been pushed up. Media is hyping it. Gold seems like it can't miss investment. But all the investment fads, the run-up in gold prices, they don't last. It peaked in 1980, and then prices dropped for 235 months in a row. That's a bear market for 20 years. You have to be incredibly careful to compare natural gas to gold is sick. Natural gas, we can get it in the Appalachians. We can go kill people who've got one tooth. We can kick them out of the, 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 the Smoky Mountains. We can say, see ya. Get out of the Appalachians. Big old trail that runs up north and south of America that a lot of people don't know about. We can kick them out. We can get a natural gas. It's We're the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. we got too much natural gas. We don't even use natural gas in this country. So comparing it to, to oil is a sickness, but comparing it to gold just tells me that you're retarded, Roger. You've got no financial head inside your body. Let's go to our winner. Go to our winner, Scott, in San Francisco. He was the 91st caller. Scott, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good. Now, are you going to use these Doobie Brothers and Chicago tickets? I absolutely am. So, have you ever seen the Doobie Brothers or Chicago? I have not, actually. Do you have any clue what the song 24 or 6 to 7 means? Um, why don't you tell me? I have no clue. I've been trying to figure out for years. <laughs> it's a Chicago song. 24, 6 to 9. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, maybe I'll do some research. I don't know. I couldn't tell you right now. Okay, okay. So, how old are you, Scott? You sound like you're younger than 50. I am younger than 50. I'm uh, 27. Now, have you ever had the Doobie Brothers wine? <laughs> I have not, actually. I'm They're, not aware they had wine. The Doobie Brothers manager, and I'm, I'm dropping his name right now. Um, oh, let me let me Google it real quick. Um, he's got his own wine label out, and it's actually a really good Bay Area wine. Really? Yeah, yeah. So. What's the name on it? Give me a second. Um... Doobie Brothers Winery, is that right? Um, oh, it's B.R. Cohn. B.R. Cohn. Okay. So he was the um, producer, proprietor. So, Doobie, uh, yeah, yeah. So, B.R. Cohn. If you, you'll see it's uh, Big B, period, Big R, period, C-O-H-N. So, 91st callers, how many times did you try before then? Um, probably four or five. Did you? Was it busy or did you get through? Busy a couple times and then got through a couple more. Was Allison nice to you or was she kind of mean and nasty? <laughs> she was nice but spoke very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Scott, um, stay on the line. we got to get a little bit more information from you and uh, we'll get you those tickets. Excellent. Thank so, you much. Thanks for listening. So, good to see. The, the, the calls are lighting up like a Christmas tree. So, you can call the show, 800-345-5639. Scott's the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Now, tomorrow at 1025 and 1125, I'm going to step in studio. I'm going to kick the intern out. And when you call in, I'm going to be mean and nasty to you. But the winner is going to feel like a true winner. So tomorrow, 1025, 1125, Doobie Brother Tick Giveaway.
Wish Chicago at Sleep Train Pavilion in Concord, June 18th. Win them before you can buy them. A little later in the show, in about 10 minutes, we're going to bring in Allison and we're going to meet the intern. She's actually got some pretty good investment lessons. She's from Southern California. She golfs with her dad. Um, but even more importantly, she's worked in a bank and she's got some, some stories tied towards students. We'll see how she is on air because we know how she is um, as an intern. She's top notch. Let's see if she can pass the mustard on air and be good as well. Let's do a little bit of business, business news. No. Yes. It's not time to break. I oh, yes. It's business time. It's business time. So this is from Flight of the Concords. It's the funniest damn song called Business Time. And uh, it's not, how shall we say, about spreadsheets and Excel and, and bottom line finances. It's about something else about business time. So business time stories on this show, though... I'm going to get into your underwear real quick, in your shirts and your blouses and your trousers. Philip Van Heusen, they're getting ready to buy Tommy Hilfiger. Now, I like the Philip Van Heusen shirts. I do. They fit me nicely. They're acquiring clothing company Tommy Hilfiger today for $3 billion. It's not a done deal, but it's pretty darn close. Considering that a Hilfiger IPO recently got shelved, probably because this deal started to come up. Now, Van Heusen already owns the brands Calvin Klein and IZOD. Do you remember IZOD? Ho, ho, it's made a comeback. But I remember in the 80s, in high school, I had to get an IZOD shirt because Katie Quinn had an IZOD shirt, and I had the biggest crush on her, and I wanted to, like, at least be her status. I didn't wear the Sears, you know, the, the Puma shirt or whatever the animal was on it, or I I'd never wore the Kmart brands. Like, you, IZOD was a brand that you had to have. So Villa Van Heusen already owns Calvin Klein, and they own IZOD. So basically, they're trying to license all these, um, you know, logos is the right idea of saying it, you know, all these brands. So uh, Philip Van Heusen getting ready to buy Tommy Hilfiger and Tommy Hilfiger underwear. Uh, I need not say more. Elsewhere in business time today, CNN Today reported that statewide bank in Louisiana and Florida's old Southern Bank. I wonder what statewide uh, they got closed over the weekend. So number of bank failures is now thirty. I wonder if it's statewide bank in Louisiana if like they take like thirty crawdads for a dollar. Like, don't you imagine that some of these southern states in the rural parts of them still take crawdads as currency? I'll take them there, crawdads, your daughter, and this jug of moonshine for twenty dollars. Or perhaps a mint julep. A mint julep. Now, Heidi has to get on microphone twice now. Heidi, uh, what the hell is a mint julep and why does it have something to do with Louisiana? It's a southern drink. I see that more as a Kentucky Derby drink. Uh, I don't know. My husband's from the south and that's what they drink, he says. I've seen your husband's teeth and toes and you are correct. He is from the south. Sweet. Sweet. (laughs) I don't even have a witty retort for that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have no good comeback. You know, um, because your wife is fabulous and your everything about you is fabulous. South Carolina. Oh, now you're making me look bad. He's from South Carolina or North Carolina? North Carolina. So Heidi's husband's from North Carolina. The state bird in North Carolina is the flying cockroach. So girls in in North Carolina, they're not 18, they're 18. So I do love the Southern. Does he have any Southern accent? 
now. So, and he's a super nice guy. His, I, his name's Seth, and uh, he bikes to work, and he hugs trees, and uh, he bought Heidi. He did, did he give her the gift of a baby? No, he got her a puppy. So they got two two dogs, and uh, they're, he's a wonderfully, wonderfully nice man. So there it is. It's the Get to Know the Robin Heidi Show, which you can get to know Robin Heidi again in person. We're going to be out March 25th at O'Neill's Pub in San Mateo. So Heidi will be there. I'll be there. Some special guests will be there, uh, including Brian Cooley from CNET. And uh, come get to know us, because I, I think we're actually pretty normal people who do a pretty damn entertaining show. Like that business time, that's all Heidi. She pulled that out of her butt out of nowhere. Um, because you watch Flight of Concords and it's a great radio production. And I say, Ron Owens, I eat you. Like, you have nothing on me because I got Heidi in my back pocket. Now, let's do a little bit more business news. Um, India's inflation rate up to 9.89%. That's scary. That's a scary, that's double digit in- inflation. Now, again, let me give you an example. That's like your rent going from 1000 to $1,100. Or four thousand to forty four hundred dollars. That's like your gasoline going from three bucks to four bucks. That's a big damn jump. Or I just made that one. I just did a thirty three percent jump. It'd be like your gasoline going from three bucks to three thirty. So inflation's bad. Inflation's the boogeyman. Inflation's my Freddy Krueger. Greatest movie, greatest horror movie of all time. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. One of the greatest movies of all time, horror movies, but definitely uh, something I'm scared of is inflation. And China did something kind of interesting today, finishing up the business news segment. China's finance ministry, they changed the accounting for some government spending this year in a way that allowed it to report a planned budget deficit below the symbolic level of 3%. What's that mean? China altered their budget accounting. They're changing the rules. We don't even know if they're growing or not. We don't even know. They're making stuff up. It raises the question about transparency. Do we Are they growing or not? We don't know. It highlights the Chinese government's desire to demonstrate strong public finances. China wants to look cool. They really, really want to look cool to the point that they'll jigger and, and fix and they'll, they'll hide mistakes and flaws. So if you invest in China, you got to know they're aggressive accountants. It was the Rob Black Show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, meet the intern, plus more financial news that you can use. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. bringing us in. I always love the Elvis Costello voice. Allison's an intern here at Clear Channel. We get her on Monday. She has other jobs and duties. Uh, she is from Southern California. She goes to a great school, Berkeley. How you doing, Allison? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, when you found out you were interning at Clear Channel, were you overwhelmed that you could possibly, possibly work on my show? I didn't know I was going to work on your show until I actually got here. Did you ever hear of my show? Be honest. No. <laughs> I'm in college. We don't yeah, yeah. listen to a lot of AM radio. I understand. I understand. I'm not hurt by that statement. 
But now you're overwhelmed. All your friends are asking for signed photos and stuff, right? Of course. <laughs> She's lying. So with that said, let's move forward. Um, I got all sorts of content on you, and this is kind of fun. First and foremost, you want to grow up and be a career in advertising, marketing, public relations for the entertainment industry. Everyone wants that. I know. It's really competitive, but that's why you need to work so hard in college. Now, are you, are you doing the right networking, or are you trying to get great grades? What, what's your approach in college to be successful after college? Okay, well, I'm interning right now, and I'm president or vice president of three clubs, and I'm on the board for one of them. And I'm trying to get my GPA and make sure it maintains above a 3.6. Okay. Something I can tell you. No one cares about your GPA. A good referral from an internship will go a long way. So what I would do is, and this is just me giving you a little advice because I've been in this industry a long time, just the industry being, and I've been out of college a long time. Um, I would get a good two or three people here at Clear Channel to give you referrals because when you go to get a job and they say Clear Channel, they're going to go, holy mackerel, that's huge. That's a big company. And maybe like, for instance, they'll, you can get like a president or CEO of Clear Channel or like someone like me um, who's been in media. So if you ever want to work on a TV show or radio show, you'd use me. If you ever want to work in corporate America, you'd use like the president or the CEO of Clear Channel. But Good name dropping, so to speak. I still write a lot of referral letters for past interns. I will make sure to do that. But the reason why I want a 3.6 is because I'm probably going to pursue law school. So Okay. You're right. You're right. Then you're right. So you're taking it to another level. So the, the grade is important. Yes. All I'm telling you is when I got my master's, no one has ever asked me for my grades, ever, for you know, 15, 20 years. No one once said, oh, by the way, can we see your transcript? No one ever did it. To live right now, okay. I let's not let's not fight. Let's not fight. If you want the good grades, you can get the good grades. You're from Southern California. How do you like Northern California? I mean, it's nice, but SoCal's my home. So you miss it at times. I definitely miss it. I just feel like there's so much more to do out there. Okay. Personally, okay. I'm an East Coast guy, so I'm not going to be the whole NorCal SoCal person. I'm not going <laughs> to perpetuate that fight. I like people from SoCal. You golf with your dad. Yes, I do. <laughs> you got a, uh, are you a daddy's girl? I am definitely a daddy's girl, but it didn't actually happen until I moved away to college where I realized how much I just miss my parents. And It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So how often do you get to golf with your dad? Every Sunday when I'm home. Okay. That's, you go home every Sunday? No, no, no. <laughs> that would be way too much okay, commuting. But like when I'm actually home, yeah. every Sunday that I'm there, like I go golfing with my dad. You fly or drive? I definitely fly. Who do you fly with? Um, Southwest. Southwest. Why? Because it's cheap. There you go. So good good head on her shoulders. I dig her. You can do a $70 flight to LA with Southwest. Yeah. So you can do 130 with every other carrier, 200, 300 with other carriers. So you're saving between at least 25 and 75%. Yes, I am. So, so I dig you. I'm, I'm digging you. Now, um, let's go further. The, the golfing. There's another good business lesson. Um, today, a lot of deals take place on the golf course, and a lot of deals in this world are, are male-dominated. I don't understand why. I think women are the fairer sex. I think y'all are smarter than us. But still, a lot of—you're going into the men's world by going into golf. You realize that? Oh, definitely. That's why I did it. I pursued golf because I realized it was a great networking opportunity. So Huge networking. Networking, I didn't get when I was your age, but today, I'm going to tell you, it's the most powerful thing on the planet. No, it's definitely important to yeah. keep in contact with everybody that you can possibly meet. And I think school is a great place to start. I got beat up by a frat one night. I drank. I was watching the World Series <laughs> and I was pulling for one player and it was uh, Bill Buckner 
booted the, the ball under his legs. And I was drinking the frat's liquor, and I went in the bathroom, and I had a choice between vomiting in the toilet, vomiting in the sink, and vomiting in the bathtub. And I chose the bathtub, and they, they, <laughs> they beat me up. I'm not making this up. Put a plastic bag over my head, drove me home because they didn't want me walking home. Because if I died on the walk home, they could have got blamed. Drove me home and, and put me in bed. So the people who beat me up put me in bed. Are you kidding me? They beat you up for throwing up in the bathtub? I thought that was kind of standard with fraternity parties. Well, I, I had a choice between. <laughs> I know. it's. I had a choice. And again, I wasn't in a frat. I mean, I just think it's better than choosing the hallway or somebody's bed. Like, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been. And see, I wish you were there that night because <laughs> I, got, I got a couple punches to the face, a couple kicks to the rib. So, but I was okay. I'm still relatively attractive. <laughs> I wasn't disfigured. But okay, okay. Where's the lesson of that story? Oh, so I didn't do a fraternity. I was too cool for a fraternity. But I know fraternity guys today who they still network with each other 20, 30 years later to get jobs and they get the jobs. Like if I'm up against a frat brother, I'm screwed. I'm not going to get it. So you didn't do the sorority route either, though. I didn't do the sorority route because I chose to do the college television station. So, I mean,. I just thought that it would be better for me to associate with my peers that have the same interests. Have you gotten into other television projects? No. You know know I work at a TV station, right? I kind of think you might have mentioned that. I kind of am a big deal. (laughs) You're kind of a big deal. That's right. kind of a big deal. So, see, you should hit me up. This is the perfect chance to say, can you help me get a a job there? Because your resume, people are going to see college TV station. They're going to (laughs) go, they're going to laugh at it. But if they see a powerhouse, awesome city like San Francisco, you're going to be it's going to be impressive. I just thought that sticking with one internship for the time being would probably be cool, and doing the college TV station. Mm, college TV, not cool. Okay, <laughs> so, that's okay. Um, what else do you? You worked at Wamu. I've never worked at a bank. When you're done working at a bank, do you like wash your hands because like they smell like money? Yeah, I mean. The most interesting, I think, thing about working at the bank was actually the store or branch manager. Why is that interesting? She was like Martha Stewart, except like happy 24-7. I I don't know why. (laughs) So did you dislike that? It just seemed really, really fake. Okay. So we're doing a segment called Meet the Intern. And today we're meeting Allison. She's 21 years old. She goes to Berkeley. She's everything that I used to be, young, youthful, full of energy. It's good to see you worked at WAMU. Now, um, you didn't like the branch manager. Did you kind of like carry on with her and act like you did? Or did you create waves and start fights? No, you definitely have to carry on with them. Isn't that what working and... When When I first moved to San Francisco, I was told, be careful who you sleep with because it's a small city. Same thing in work. Be careful who you sleep with. Be careful who you fight with because you're going to see these people for years and years and years. So it was smart of you not to engage in her and beat her up. No, I definitely would not want to get into a battle with her. Good, good, good. (laughs) Now, let's see. What else? Um, You invested at WAMU while you worked as a teller at WAMU. How much money did you make in your investments with WAMU stock? I lost eight grand. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. What's funny is the investment banker there told me that it should be fine. But I mean. When was this? Two years ago? It was. Because you're young. It was like 2007 or 8. But I mean, it happened right when like uh, Chase was buying out WAMU and nobody really saw that or at least 
yeah. the branch manager told me that was never going to happen. Well, why don't we just did too many loans? as you probably remember, and they did loans to people who didn't deserve loans. Did y'all talk about that at the bank? Did you badmouth people who were getting loans? No, actually, my branch manager kept praising um, the former CEO, Carrie Killinger, uh-huh. thinking that he was like God or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So now you've got some advice for students, um, some points. Yes. Some I, tips I, on saving money. <laughs> Okay, so the biggest thing for me is to make sure that I never walk around with my credit cards or cash on me because I just feel like I'm going to spend it. And as a student at Berkeley, we have a point system where we can actually go to any residential common and get food. So there's really no use for us to be walking around with our credit cards and cash. Okay. And I mean, I think more than that, it's just not going to create or create this huge uh, amount of debt that you're going to have to pay back after you graduate. So... I would definitely say make sure to do that. Anything on, anything on um, any other points, any other tips, any other hints? Uh, I, I dig you. I dig you not spending money you didn't have in college because when I was in college, I'd try to get a date with you and I'd like, I'd get credit cards. I'd, I'd spend credit cards. I'd try to impress you. Yeah. I, I was the opposite. No, I, I mean, everybody is struggling right now. And if you look at the economy, like you could tell that it's not just college students that are taking hits. It's everybody. So why spend money that you don't have? No, nah, it just makes too much sense. Because when you're when you're 21 years old, you want to spend money freely because you're young and you're bulletproof. You don't think of yourself as young and bulletproof. Yeah, I think that working at the bank kind of showed me, like, hmm. you know, how a 20 year old could have 20 grand in debt. Like, I'm really thankful that my dad actually made me take that job. That's probably the best thing that you've said today. Like, I appreciate that even more so because you got to see other people in debt. Like, how did you see them in debt? Well, um. I don't know if everybody knows this, but like once you actually go and work at a bank, you get a look at like the profile of customers okay. and you see like how much your credit card has, how much your loan is or in compare it to their accounts, which I don't know if I should be saying or not, but I don't work for Chase anymore. So I think it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's showing that you can think on your feet and that'll go a long way. Anything that you want to say in your last 30 seconds, uh, any shout outs, anything? Um, I guess I'd want to say hi to my parents and watch CalTV. CalTV, okay. CalTV.org. Now, what do you do for CalTV.org? I'm actually on their business and advertising team, so I'm head of sponsorships for them. Okay, so you're not on air? Uh, no. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me, Allison. You're you're lovely and pleasant and wonderful intern, and I wildly appreciate all your work. Okay, thank you. So, and Allison's dad, you're a good man. Duh. I think it's cool that you take your daughter golfing. Coming up tomorrow, and teaching her about banking issues, too. Coming up tomorrow, more Doobie Brothers ticket giveaways, Chicago Sleep Train Pavilion, June 18th. On top of that, got my big one-year anniversary at Clear Channel coming up on the 25th at O'Neill's Pub in San Mateo. More information on both at talk910.com. I'm Rob Black. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.